Welcome to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. Araya is an Emmy award-winning TV show host, producer, director, author, and so much more. In 1999, Araya was told she would never speak again after having her left vocal cord nerve removed during cancer surgery. But against the odds and facing adversity head on, she found her voice, literally. And now she uses it to tell great stories of hope and inspiration to help motivate entrepreneurs to earn more, live more, and give back more. Now, let's get celebritized. Now, here's your host, Araya McGarry. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Get Celebritized, where I bring on the most amazing guests to help you earn more so you can live more so you can give back more and yes living the life of your dreams so today i have a special guest ramon ray he is actually believe it or not listen up the unapologetically positive motivational speaker and event host founder of zone of genius smart hustle and a key contributor of the most amazing clubhouse room ever created called Breakfast with Champions. And I'm going to bring him on right now because we're going to talk about how you can stay positive, be positive, live an amazing, happy, joyful life, and what it means to do that. And how you can bounce back if life doesn't always give you lemonade. You got to make some lemonade out of some lemons. So without any further ado, let me bring on the phenomenal, the excellent, my dear friend, Ramon Ray, come on down. Hey, Aria, thanks for having me. How are you today? What's going on in your world? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I am Excellent. here sitting with you. Such an <laughs> honor and privilege, Ramon, for being here. You are busy. You are doing things. And you're my kind of guy. Because Thank you. you just are, you know, being unapologetically positive. You're speaking my language. And I've known you now, gosh, for quite some time, hearing you on Clubhouse, being part of Breakfast with Champions, seeing your... Your your zone of genius and your smart house and all the things that you do, you are tirelessly busy. So for those viewers and listeners that have no idea who the heck either of us are, let's start with you, Ramon. Who is Ramon Ray? Sure, Ray. And again, thanks for having me on your show, Ray. And those listening, uh, make sure you follow Ray and promote what she's doing and all the work that she does. So, Ray, thank you. And, uh, you know, I think the world of you, especially in recent days, I, I've called you a beast. And, you know, I say that affectionately. So you've my heart's uh, with you. So thank you, Ray. But in a nutshell, Ray, uh, for the last few years, I've done two broad things. I'm a professional keynote speaker. So mm -hmm. brands pay me to, it's really entertainment. I don't, I'm not a workshop person or seminar. Some days I wish I was, but I don't go too deep. But I'm the person they call to really open event, keynote event, and usually that niche are large tech brands primarily with a small business audience. So I'm sure I could host a doggy daycare show or host a, you know, lipstick summit or something, but <laughs> usually it's high tech brands with tech software for business owners, Zoho, Microsoft, companies like that. I host many of their large events in Las Vegas and other places. So that's one thing I do. And then the different media properties I have, it's kind of a uh, mix of things, but from starting a, a event business called Small Business Summit, which I sold, to starting smallbiztechnology.com, which I sold. You're getting a, a theme here, small business, starting smarthustle.com, I sold. Oh. Now running, <laughs> Which a lot running. of people want to know how you did that, but we can okay. get to that later. That too. Yeah. Scale to but sell me, is a whole other topic. Yes. 
Correct. But media companies is the second part, uh, building media brands, building, you know, podcasts and articles and events and a media company, and then working a way to, to monetize that through sponsorship and things of that nature. So that's why I am keynote speaker and publisher a variety of sites and publications. Uh, well, you know, I have to ask you a question then, because sure. I know you through Clubhouse and through sure. Breakfast of Champions and and you do. And let me put this up here. The Breakfast of Champions Daily is such a great newsletter that you're you. curating and helping. And you take all of the, the daily Breakfast of Champions speakers, which is covered. There are 90 of us on there yeah. <laughs> daily from 5 a.m. Eastern to 1253 Eastern time every day of the week, giving great content. And you synthesize that all the way down into this Breakfast of Champions daily newsletter. How did you get started with this? Because that's how I've met you and many sure. others have met you. We know you from this amazing voice on Clubhouse in this room. So how did that come about? Yeah, I think a good starting point is to talk about BWC a bit. I can give the short history of that and journey of that as best as I know it, because yeah. you know anybody on BWC is relatively new. You know, it's not like we've been around ten years. But uh, there's a guy named Glenn Lundy, and he's the founder of Breakfast with Champions on Clubhouse, social audio app. And uh, during about four years ago, during some strife and turmoil in our country, uh, he you know said, "Hey, I wanted to have a voice of positivity and motivation, education, inspiration." So he's been doing that through podcast and video for a few years. And uh, as you said, we have a number of hosts who, uh, from fitness to gut health to trauma to uh, real estate to finance, an eclectic mix of things. But our audience uh, focuses on creators, authors, consultants, speakers. That's at least what I call it. Small business owners, freelancers. And just uh, some time ago, Glenn called me up and said, Ramon, you know what? I'm building my businesses, building some things I'm doing, uh, but I'd love you to run this and take this baby forward. So he actually gave me the whole community and said, Ramon, why don't you run it and grow it and take it? <laughs> I'm going to ask you another question, Ramon, because I yeah. like to dive deeper. No, please. How did you guys know each other? Because I like to help the viewers and listeners know how to collab. So how did Glenn Lunley know of you? Just like you and I, meaning that was just the, the clubhouse, the algorithm. And, and you go scroll through rooms. That's it. Okay. It started from me. We can, you know, you build the relationship, but just you could be in a room about, you know, uh, um, watching paint dry. Mm, not so much for me. <laughs> so you won't know the people in the room watching paint dry. Exactly. But, you had to show up. So you were showing yes. up consistently in the Brexit champions and sure. then got seen and that's one thing i always teach my clients too you got to show up to go up so you can't just sit back eat bonbon saying i hope somebody finds me and we can work together right. so you were there mm -hmm. and were being able to be seen be heard and you gave you contributed to the conversation Correct. they can do that anywhere all right continue thank you i wanted to know yeah, that no you're welcome and thank you yeah. thank you for diving in and uh, yeah and so that that's the summary of the story though really it kind of and there glenn said ramon can you lead the community and showing up but i think also the match in fairness i glenn and i've been giving him ideas on different things for media he knew that was my space, meaning if I was a building contractor, maybe he wouldn't have done it. But I love media events, podcast events. And yeah. so uh, he said, Ramon, can you lead this community? So that's how it got started. And then the other phase of that array is that's where I said, well, how do we start adding value, growing the community? And I know that email, even though people talk about social media, TikTok so much, I'm still a believer that for serious people, Email is still that direct route to an inbox, and that then started, and I can tell you how I did it later, but that started for us to want a daily email newsletter. Yeah. You know, that's so important because, you know, I fight email all the time because don't we all get like a bazillion of emails, right? Yes. But you're so right because I still to this day hear my friends and colleagues getting derailed and shut down from Instagrams or Facebooks, whatever. They lose their community. All of a sudden it's gone. They try real hard to get it back. Sometimes they do. So if you don't have them in an email, 
in in your database to be able to communicate with your audience that you're building whether you have a thousand or a hundred thousand that's your community and if you have their emails you can communicate with them then they can choose whether they opt in opt out stay with you leave and as long as you're giving good content and not spamming them and not doing anything over the top that would be annoying then you mm -hmm. need to you know be in their inbox for them to have the choice and the opportunity to see you so even though we fight it sometimes it's very important you have that email address that's what your your um value is in your business to for have sure. their information because we all see instagram can go bye-bye any moment you're right. In fact, I had one thing to that array. And so to yeah. your point, email, and I think going back, everybody can't do it. And not that we have to be everywhere, but we do want to have some sort of a 360 approach. You have the email newsletter. You don't have to be all social media, Pinterest and YouTube and everything, but pick the one or two platforms that you can handle and grow from there. Do you have a book out? Are you getting media, which I know is your thing. So I think for the small business owner, that's maybe a coach, a consultant, a speaker, an author, email, I'm, I'm a firm believer in get that doubt in, then after or equal, then start to build your channel of the places so then like people say to me and i'm guessing they may say it about you array people say ramon you're everywhere i'm not everywhere i know i'm not everywhere but the illusion is there yes. for those who like ramon it really isn't a great illusion too because they're like you're everywhere it's like seems like it although i'm not on it all the time every day it's not all consuming mm -hmm. so a good question to ask you ramon in this because i know my listeners and my viewers on the on the show like to know tips on how to be successful it does seem like we're everywhere and we are everywhere in certain ways. Mm -hmm. What is your best advice to help the entrepreneur not be a solopreneur? So who wow. helps you? Because Ramon, you get so much done here. It does seem like you are synthesizing all this information for Breakfast of Champions. You are doing your own business. You're an event MC. You're going to Vegas. You're doing all the things. So are you a one man show or do you have people in your business that work for you? And how does that work how do you attain them because finding good help is another problem that i find entrepreneurs have that keep them a solopreneur and not a ceo Araya, i wish i could give you a big hug because you've asked me one of my most favorite questions to be asked yeah, in the world. Me, <laughs> so i'm going to bullet point this rapid fire as, as i tend to speak in that way but feel free yeah. to deep dive into any one of these but i just i have a habit of no, and forget <laughs> wait wait ramon everybody can't it so repeat but here's Go a few things a few things um and i think you're asking about delegation and scaling yeah so one seth godin talks about actually in his book right behind me i think is uh, this is marketing seth godin's book he talks about maybe here or somewhere else but the aspect between freelancer and small business owner so that's just one bullet point that people can note are you a freelancer i'm making a painting i'm making one at a time and selling it as it were or small business owner that's one Two, I think the systems and and that layer over the processes we must have. It doesn't have to be a billion dollar company, but even what we're doing here, right? When this is done, so-and-so will take it and do X, put some lower thirds, maybe or not put music and upload. That could be a small system that Araya and two other people have. That's number two. Number three, yes. So taking about BWC Daily, which we just talked about, I'll give an example. I went on Upwork, tip one. And there's Upwork or Fiverr, number yes. of freelance marketplace sites, for those who don't know, but Fiverr, Upwork are two very well-known ones. Yeah. Um, I went there and I hired Araya, about 30 to 40 people. I hired a lot of people. Because I knew most, yes, wow. with my own money, because I knew most wouldn't work out in, in this particular case. Right. Hired a lot of people. I said, I'll pay you all. Some didn't reply, some did, some fell off, but meaning hired, meaning I gave everybody a chance and I whittled that down then to 10 people. So that third tip is, Yes, you can hire freelancers. And, and some people use the word virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. I prefer the word freelancer because virtual assistant is such a big word. But no, I have a social media manager. We have an assistant editor at BWC Daily. We have an editorial team. 
all freelance writers. So that's a third level. Uh, number four, fourth tip area, and I'll just do two more so and then I'll pause here a bit, but is learn to say no. So there's a lot of opportunity yeah. that comes my way, but I may say no or yes. So learn to prioritize and say no. Um, my inbox, email inbox, I'm pretty, pick your channel, but I'm pretty laser dialed in. I have a zero inbox policy. I filter very well. So I'll pause there, but talking about scaling and how to do a lot of things, delegation, building a team, systems and processes, our mutual friend, Jay Baldwin, Jay Baldwin has talked about, um, and know what you want to do. Do you want to scale and grow? Or do you want to be a one-person business that does it all? And Aurea, last point, mm -hmm. technology can help a lot with that. Getting your Calendly dialed in, marketing automation. So Ramon and Aurea can do some big things using, leveraging the power of technology. Really good. The really good tips on Thank that you. because I'm a firm believer that uh, there is no one woman or one man show. That there's nobody that's making six figures and above that does it all themselves. We, we, we just can't. And it it the people that are the wind beneath our wings make us all look good, but they're doing their genius behind the scenes beside us because without them, you know, doing the copywriting or doing mm -hmm. the building of the funnels or doing the building of the landing pages or the websites, we can't do what we do. So I'm with you. I totally agree. You've got to freelance out those things that take that off our plate. Can we do them? Uh, maybe. You know, should we be doing it all? Absolutely not, because we need to be doing Arizona Genius so we can. I mean, I just think of the Oprah's of the world, the Tyler Perry's and mm -hmm. people are like, wow, they aren't doing it all. I mean, no. they're not even walking their own dogs, you know. Could you? Yes, of course. Can you for enjoyment? Yes. But as a regular to do, to do this every single day, what is more worth your time? And I always think of it as creating jobs for other people. So many people need those jobs and we don't need to be doing them all ourselves. So if you were to say this in a nutshell, somebody saying, okay, I have so much on my plate. I need my first hire, my first freelancer. What say you? Who should that sure. person be? Yeah, I think, and one, I would spend time though on the question I have so much on my plate First, not saying you and me today, we can't, right. but I would just whiteboard that question because that is an important question. What does plate look like? How big is the plate? How small is the plate? What is it? What are the tasks? Do you have to do them? Should you be doing? Where do you want to go? All that. So, you know, I can't help you with that, but talk to somebody probably in a Raya circle who can help you with that whole aspect of what your day looks like. Yeah, that that's, but that isn't important. Get that yeah. dialed in. And then I would say, Raya, from there, I would say hiring an executive assistant. So, and let me tell you the type of assistant that works for me. I must say I'm a content yeah. producer. So if you're a one-person shop, that's a book publisher. You're in the TV world. You're a programmer. Maybe you need a different skill set. But for me, here's what I, the job description title array that I used for my first hire. And this was seven years ago when I got my first freelancer. And the reason I got it, all the people I was around are heard of John Lee Dumas and others who have all these, you know, not Oprah's, but they're running two or three or $10 million niche enterprises. Sure. All have executive assistants. All are like, hey, Ramon, I'd love to talk to you. Megan or Bob will help you. So I was like, okay, there's something here. Everybody has mm -hmm. a guy or a girl. So hire an executive assistant. And for me, I said they eat Infusionsoft was the name at the time, but now it's called Keep. They eat Infusionsoft for breakfast and they drink Eventbrite for lunch. Eventbrite, those who don't know, is an online event ticketing Ooh, system. I like that. Yes, because back then I was deep into Infusionsoft and Eventbrite. I wanted someone smart, but okay. that's a smart and who could project management, but someone technical. So I could blend the two and I, I'm growing. So I grew kind of not, not out of them. We added more people to the team, but at the time yeah. I wanted that ninja, that kind of jack of all trades ish. And she, her name was Jamie and she was amazing. 
Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I saw you as I'm diving deep into, you know, looking into you before I bring you on as my guest, like all the best of us do, the Barbara Walters, mm-hmm. we'll do our homework. I saw you on stage at Keep. I'm like, well, there you are being a speaker at Keep, wow. which is the former Infusionsoft. That's so right. there you are building that collaboration. So what is the difference between um, executive assistant and a VA? And sure. how do you go about finding that executive assistant that does eat and sleep, you know, the mm-hmm. cheap infusionsoft type of thing? Or whatever your need is. So here's the thing. Right. We often use the virtual assistant term synonymous, but think about it. Today, after COVID, everybody's virtual assistant, not assistant, but everybody's virtual. So that was an old school word. That means, and I say this honorably, somebody's often in the Philippines, I guess, I think because their English is very well. Yeah, absolutely. And so that, but I think modern day, we need to change it. That's why I say you just want a team member. Or if you want, I like to call it freelancer because virtual assistant means to me, someone old school, I have a stack of business cards. I need them to type it in. That's right. right, right, right. Yeah. We're but beyond that today. There's a difference between what I'm thinking, virtual assistants and executive assistant. What I'm thinking might be the, is the difference. I have a VA who's fabulous. I mean, she's great. Mm-hmm. She'll do what I tell her to do. And she is in the Philippines and she's great. And she's very task oriented. But yes. I still am in need of that executive assistant yes. that goes that, that knows how I work that really right. eats and sleeps Araya or Ramon that says okay I also did this for you and I did this and I created this and don't forget you need to put this this and this in place and have you done the notes for this that that's old schoolers have you ever watched the TV show MASH and it's your Radar O'Reilly yes. that one that says oh yeah I did this and I've also done this 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 and this for you you're all set because I don't find I find that with my VA that I should create what I need and then I have to go in and I have yes. to create the content do the copy and, and make sure it's there. But I want somebody that does that part for me. What yes. say you on that? Araya, you said it better than I should. I love <laughs> what you just said. Clip that for social media. But that is the secret. A virtual assistant, thank you, is very, and, and this doesn't mean there's definitely blends. You can call yourself whatever you want. Oh, but Araya said it best. Virtual assistant, very task-oriented. Hey, here are 10,000 water bottles. I need the word Araya on each one. Oh, mm-hmm. You got a water bottle that wasn't blue and they didn't get back to you. So that's it. And then the other hybrid word is project manager. That can be someone who runs the company COO-ish. And then lastly, I'll say discrete roles, social media manager, Um, copywriter, video editor. I have all those people on my team. Could you call it a virtual assistant? Yeah. So that word, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Project manager, I like. Yes. So those are really good. Have an executive assistant that really knows you. They really eats, mm-hmm. sleeps, and breathes you and your what you need. They can go the and then mm-hmm. some. They don't have as many clients because it's much more niche. It's much more hands-on, and you should pay more for it. But I mm-hmm. think they're so vital, especially as we're moving up in the game, up in your career, up in your mm-hmm. income. But when you're starting out, I've always had that first VA that just helps take things off your plate. You don't have to be doing the, I don't want to say mundane, but those build that funnel, you know, get the get the email campaign going, you know, building that, they can do that. And then the other person can help you massage the messaging and all that other stuff. So that really helps. Now back to your, uh, Ramon, you're unapologetically positive Mm. in this world. You know, we can be sure of a couple of things, death, taxes and obstacles, right? Obstacles are going to happen. It's not if, but when, how does somebody stay positive? They're running their own business. The world seems to be on their shoulders and they're going along, you know, everything's going right and it's all great. And then all of a sudden something happens that could derail them. How does somebody stay positive and work through? What are the people they need or the, the skill set that maybe to help them, the tips to get through something that might that is devastating in some way, shape or form to them because it's life. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, I think a few things, Ray. I think that I remember one day a member of my family who, who remained anonymous, you know, they walked in one day and said to me, um, <laughs> they said, Dad, you know, oh. the car's kind of crashed and messed up. Okay. And this is my business, but as, yes, but as an example, yes, was I upset for a bit or bothered? Yes. But I think as Array has asked, I didn't stay that way. So I think part of that, I'm going to get to a business example, but just the frame of reference, the milk spilled. This has yeah. happened to me, or some people say for me, I get what the point is, but I want to be real. Pain happens, Array, as you know, pain happens. You know, you get stung by a bee, you can say, ouch. Right. But now, ouch, this sucks. Now, how do I work through it and get over it over time and move forward and not let it keep me in chains and bind me? So that's one. It's a, it's a, it's a framework. It's a mindset. I think number two, Ray, as you and I know, because you and I are like hearted. I know this already because the groups are in. Are When you wake up, are you thankful? Are you spending time? Are you having devotions? Are you having your body healthy? Those things, I think anybody who tells me that even without knowing more, I would bet they're probably over-indexed on a mindset of growth as, as opposed to a mindset of poverty. That's point two. And then I think the third thing I think that happens is for those of us, Soraya, if I can, you know, if I, if I, as I get to know you, who may have that already, we thank God that we're able to plow through. If you're listening today and you're around toxic people, your mama says, you're fat. Even saying that every stings me. I don't even like to say it, but I want to do the point. You, you have a dad who's been cursing you out your whole life. You have friends and family who are like, Araya, why are you doing this company? It's going to fail, Araya. Just give it up. Go, go, go be a virtual assistant, Araya. Do something. Go get a job, real job. <laughs> yes. Just over broke. <laughs> and when you have people like that, A, understand the reality of the situation, you know, but the point is be around people who cannot kiss your butt, but uplift you. So those are Balcony a few things friends. I would say, Araya. Yeah. Balcony friends. Absolutely. <laughs> you, know, you become like the people you hang around with most. Yes. And sometimes, you know, your family isn't the ones that you need to always be hanging around with. And you, you have to have them in your life, of course. But mm -hmm. we don't have to spend all the time with those that are pulling, trying to pull us down. Because many people haven't. Some people don't. But mm -hmm. if that is your, your challenge. Um, and I like what you said, Ramon, that we have to we feel the ouch of that bee sting. That was mm -hmm. great. Feel the ouch, but then put the ointment on it and start healing and do what you need to do to take care of the ouch, but moving forward. And some obstacles take a little bit longer. Some take more wear and tear. Like if you had a really bad, severe, you know, gash or something right. with hospitalization it takes a little bit longer, but the mentality stays there that, okay, I'm going to bounce back from this. It might take a little longer, but meanwhile, what else can I do today to stay positive and to work on something? And, and it matters to, you yeah. know, Yes. be able to keep on going through. Was there and, anything? Uh, can I have one more thing on that, Ray? Yeah, yeah. I said it already, but to underline it, and Ray and I, I think, are not saying, oh, you broke your arm. Huh. Get over it. Suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> no, 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 no. It sounds like it, but I want to be clear. We're just saying, after you mourn, you kiss your boo-boo, you sit in the closet and cry, have I been after you go through get up and keep moving. So. <laughs> Absolutely. And find the people around it that will help you because, yes. you know, many people know my story. I mean, you know, my dad was murdered by the mafia when mm. I was 15. That's not something just say, oh, well, it's you go through mm. it, you grieve, you bounce back, you do what you got to do. And that's a lifetime of, you know, you know, processing or at least several years. And then, you know, I escaped domestic violence. That was hard to go through. And yeah. just when I thought that was hard to go. And meanwhile, I was an entrepreneur at the same time. And then meanwhile, after that, my best friend, in the whole world, my mother died. She was given, you know, two, like three weeks to live. And she died five months later out of the blue at 59. And when that happened, Ramon, I have to tell you, 
It was two years before I even came up for a breath. It was so heartbreaking. It was like literally a knife in my heart that I could feel every day. And when you're going through a heartbreak like that, a loss of a parent, a loss of a child, something that's devastating, that's when you really need to take whatever time, get the help, get the support. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And everybody will come back at a different time. I gave up everything for two years. I mean, I really just lost it and it's okay. I eventually came back because I surrounded myself with people that loved me, care about me and could lift me up as I, you know, in my right timing. And it's just amazing how I just keep saying, don't go through this life alone because you'll have little boo-boos that bounce back easy. And then you'll have those big boo-boos that's going to take a village and it's okay. And don't put yourself on a time frame. Like this should only take me two years or this should only take me two weeks. We're all uniquely who we are. Right. That's right. That's right. So, You're looking at somebody else and thinking, huh? Okay. Their house burned, their car crashed. Huh? They had a drought of famine and 10 million locusts. <laughs> they got through it in a day. Eh, yeah. That should take me half a day. No, right, exactly. And never feel guilty however long it takes you, but get the team. Don't go through it alone. That's, That's my right. biggest tip. Have those amen, that amen corner, those balcony friends that'll help you through it because yeah, you know, life happens. And when you take time and the time's right to help others, because I love that I've gone through what I've gone through, you know, cancer, mm-hmm. everything. I had my own cancer. I love to make it worth it. Now I'd reach back and help other people through it. Domestic violence or cancer, or like you were saying, the burning of the house, whatever you've been through, if you can help others go through it now once you're at the other side to the light helping others through it now gives that purpose of oh at least that was one reason why i know i had to go through it probably many other reasons too but helping others because how can i say to you ramon i understand how you feel if i haven't been through it myself that's right right. makes sense And that's just part of life. And if you're an entrepreneur, life is happening to you. We don't have the luxury of going to work, nine to five, coming home, clocking out. We all know that fun joke that we leave our nine to five to work 24 <laughs> seven. <You know? laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah, we have to have that skill set to be able to do yes. it around our life and be able to put what's important to us. And, and I know in our life, it's our faith, our family and our career in that order. True. And we have to you know balance it all. All right, Ramon, well, with that, you are... What is your biggest success? Tell, tell us what some of the things you're the most proud of that you've achieved because you've got the skills, you got, you're surrounded with some great people. What's some of your biggest milestones? Sure. I think I've had a few and they're not all meaning, you know, could say one of my milestones was, you know, holding my daughter's hand and walking across the street. Metaphorically didn't happen, but meaning versus I sold a billion dollar company. Two different things. One has easy monetary value. So I'll say one or two things. And, you yeah, know, but I think uh, one, I'm I'm very happy that I was able to sell three companies, you know, yeah. uh, one may not have been sold for that amount of money or whatever it was, but the other two, as I've grown and learned, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. I'm answering your question, I'll put it that way, that I was able to sell companies that somebody, I built something that somebody saw a multiple X value for. That makes me happy. I think that's one thing. Um, very happy of just overall, and this is not one example, but my persistence, Araya. You know, things mm-hmm. like I remember, uh, and I'll say both. I was a side note, Araya. I was at an event, and I said, you know, I interviewed President Obama. I said that word. I could hear half the audience cheering, half the audience jeering. So mm-hmm. I said, okay, what do I do about this? So then there was Ivanka Trump at an event, and I was able to get a selfie with her. So now when I'm publicly speaking, hey, everybody, I got a selfie with Ivanka, and I interviewed the president. That's jokingly, but every, you know, everybody's happy. But point being, I, I just, so I interviewed President Obama. I'm pretty proud of that. That's Gosh, another distinction. That's amazing. Yeah, but what's the low? How did you get, let's, yeah. let's, let's dive in a little bit. How okay. did you get that? What is that for? People are going to be like, wait a minute, on what and how? And 
That's a good yeah, one. Well, people don't know it, but presidents are lonely, and sometimes they randomly call people and just say, hey, I'm lonely. Can I? No, it didn't happen like that. I was like, oh, uh, they just Okay, hey, Ramon, I'm only going to put it. Nobody wants an interview. Said, got nothing to do. It said White House, and we were, we were FaceTiming each other like, no. But was it line, while he was president or post Yes, while he was president, at the beginning of his presidency. But And this is a media story, Rhea. You'll appreciate this and those oh, listening, because I know you, right. you train people in this. But yeah. bottom line, Google was um, uh, launching Google Hangouts at the time you know, the video service that Google has. And so they uh, had a contest to interview the president. Um, and so I entered the contest and my understanding is 300,000 people applied. This is way bigger than Good Morning America or anybody like that. 300,000 people applied, yeah. And I had to go through a gauntlet of three to four interviews to be one of five Americans to interview the president. So I think the lesson here is, that. so that's what happened. Google Hangouts at the time had some contest. I'm sure they had some White House connection, applied to interview the president. And I, and so here's the few bullet point lessons. A, persistence. Two, understanding kind of-ish. Array is the producer. She wants you to be honest, but she's still human. Let me figure out kind of what she needs or wants. So I, I was able just to, by God's grace, you know, figure out maybe, okay, I don't have to ask these silly questions about taxes. Anybody can get this online. Right, right. Yes, and the question I asked was about small business. So I think they liked it, gave him an opportunity. I was thinking, oh, that's something he'll want to answer. So that's number Two, kind of know what the media wants, whatever it is. Uh, um, and then three, original. yeah, but keep going, keep going. And oh, be engaging, Aurea. Oh, I yeah. think they didn't say it, but now that it's been some years later, we all have the talents guide. Some people are different, but I just think they liked how Ramon showed up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And everything about you, too. But you also, there's something else you did there. We always say this about like lotteries and mm. stuff. You can't win it if you're not in it. I mean, what did you have to lose? By Most people said, oh, my gosh, I'll, I'll never get that. I won't even try. I mean, and look what Glenn Lundy just did with his speaking, with winning mm -hmm. the, you know, the yeah. best speaker award with all those people that, that went in for this. A lot of our community went into it. And mm -hmm. I I bet most of us didn't even try because thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, we, we don't have a chance. And then here's somebody that we know that's our mentor, that's our leader, Glenn Lundy, that wins it. So you have to be in it to win it. So good for you. Feel the fear. Do it anyway. What have you got to lose? And so you're in that nursing home someday way down the road saying, I gave it all a try. You leave nothing on the table. That's right. And look, so tell us, where can we find that interview? Is it on your YouTube? Uh, yeah, it's probably on RamonRay.com. There's probably, yes, there's a link to it from RamonRay.com. Put in RamonRay.com yeah. right up here so we can see that. In. How long was the interview? Uh, well, so I was doing it with five others. I think the full time could have been 30 minutes, give or take. But I got to ask one question, probably a follow-up with a panel of five people. I don't I don't even remember what they asked. Don't remember right. anything about them. I just know about <laughs> me. That's it. What was the, what is one thing you learned from doing that? I mean, you were on a panel with the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. and I don't care what people are red or blue or independent or purple. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. It's a person who has made it to the top sure. of their industry. There's no higher job in America than that, whether you want it or not, whether you like it or not, doesn't matter. Right. They made it. That's a, that's a huge accomplishment. And so when you did that, what is one of the most memorable parts of doing that interview in somebody that has reached that pinnacle of success? Yeah, I think two things. One is more technical and okay. one is about that. But I think one, just the interview. I, it's a feather in my cap. You have feathers in yeah. your cap. Look, I can look behind you. We can see your feathers behind yeah. you. <laughs> right. So, but my point, you can just say it, Araya. You know, hey, I can say I interviewed President Obama. I'm sure millions of others have Oprah, whatever, but I'm a regular guy. I have. So I think that's one. That was just cool to say. It that's cool. a feather in my cap, out of my resume. Um, and as I recall it now, of course, years later, the technology is different, but just I, as Glenn has said, also Glenn Lundy, founder of Breakfast Champions. But I think 
everything prepares you for a moment. So now I can say I have a lot of media experience and different things, always learn. So I can always learn. But my point being is that, you know, the background, I remember being on a chair, I had to pull equipment around books because this is Google, this is the president. So framing and things like this. So it was just cool. I don't think they had anybody come to my house, but they were willing to fly somebody there to make sure I had the right broadband and all that. So yes, come on down. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know where I'm going with that answer, but for some reason, I like to watch the technical stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know nothing about sports, Araya. Oh, can I tell you a story, Araya? Yes, please. Okay. I want to meet myself and call. So here's Araya. So we're watching the Super Bowl a few years ago in my sister's house. I'm saying, Tim, if they know where the ball is, my son, Tim, if they know where the ball is, why do they have to have a yellow line on the field? Everywhere the ball is down, I'm seeing this yellow line. I'm like, Tim, but they can see the ball. They know the ball's there. He's like, what yellow line? That is a Tim. You see the yellow line? Every time there's a ball, they put a yellow line. I, no joke. I'm literally puzzled because I don't think about sports. And he said, Dad, that line, that's computer generated. That's just for us to make the thing look good. Array, I had no clue. So my point being, the technical details, Araya, I just geek out on Ramon, I'm going to make you feel better. I asked the same question to my son-in-law. So you are not alone. I'm like, that yellow line, what is that for? He says, it's only on the TV. I'm like, oh, okay. You made me feel better today. I thought, because you see the guy with the chain who has the the real ball thing that they guess whatever they do, the thing they see in the field. I'm I feel better. Yeah, no, I ask the same questions. It's, I'm sure we're not alone on that either. So, but we don't know unless we ask, you know, but it's fine to ask questions because that's how we all learn. That's right. And it's not our forte. It's all good. <laughs> all right. I am so glad you got to do that big contest and you really, really stepped out of your comfort zone and said, why not? So I want everybody listening and watching to go for the gusto. You know, I wouldn't have won the Emmy Award unless I submitted, unless you put, I wouldn't have won any of these awards unless I was brave enough to submit. Always thinking, who am I? to win who am i to you know be in this world this big pond who are we not to be in the big pond we're all humans we all have our strengths and our weaknesses and our insecurities so get in there if you think the presidents don't have insecurities and and problems i mean we all know we all do so again at the end of the day they're just a human being that's That's here in this world of community that we have why not you talk to them why not you ask them a question so was there anything about that interview that was surprising in a good or bad way anything any last minute aha moments from that Mm. i want everybody to really go for the moon and if you missed you're still amongst the stars and that was really Mm. your shoot to the moon moment that was so awesome i love how you said that area wow i wish i want to go back to the tape and hear that again in my head but um so no there was nothing surprising that i can think of however i think the reason why there was nothing surprising is because we practiced and rehearsed it it seemed like three times area but i don't think so but i know that the google team and again it could be any any great company, billion dollar company. They practice it, practice it, rehearse it because mm-hmm. it was live. So I think that's yeah. the thing. And I think we have speakers on, you know, BWC who've talked about that. I think actually Dre, the aspect of rehearsal and practice, not mm-hmm. that you and I who've done this for years, we don't hone it, but we've done it for years. We still, I'm, I'm guessing you do. I know I do, mm-hmm. even though I'm a professional, I may take five minutes, 10 minutes. Let me breathe. Let me review. Let me, let me check and make sure. Oh I'm my good. gosh. Yeah. The prep. Yeah. Everybody knows when I'm getting ready for everything I do here, right at the house. Yeah. It's leave mom alone. She's getting in character. Yes. I'm not becoming the character. Characters used to be when I was an actress, mm-hmm. but it's getting in that mode of putting this hat on True. and knowing who I'm talking to, knowing where I wanted to go. It's always, always that. And I love what I'm, you know, we just lost a, a, a wonderful, you know, legend, which is Barbara Walters. Mm. And 
when I was watching those interviews, she really does what us journalists, and we are our journalists if we're telling stories, whether we're podcasters or we're on Clubhouse, whatever we're doing, we're telling our stories, we're giving, we're educating, and we have to do our homework. And she was talking about she does more homework than anyone she's ever known. She knows more about the person she's interviewing than the person even knows. Mm-hmm. And they were showing clips of like Julie Roberts saying, how did you find that out? Did Brad Pitt saying, who told you that? I mean, you dive deep to make it different, to make it good, to show that you care, which is something that I always teach when people are interviewing and wanting to go on people's podcasts. You better know that podcast. You better not go on. That person's never have listened to it. Don't know who they are. So you know what to expect, but you're also you know professional to them saying, I took the time to know you know, to say yes mm-hmm, to your podcast mm-hmm. or your show or your event. And I know who you are. And I really love some of those interviews you did like so-and-so. So you're not just kind of winging and saying, hey, you know, this is just a, mm. you know, a freebie type of thing. It's really good to know people in your space because then you never know what else can go forward from there if you do things with great professionalism. Yes, yes, that's for sure. And I know I can do a better job with that myself. I've caught myself where I, why did I ask that dumb question? Or no question, it's dumb for say, but you know, I should have been better prepared as a way. So, Array, I totally, happens. totally agree. Yeah. Like I should have known you, you interviewed Obama, but that slipped through my cracks there. No, no, but, but you know, it happened. You know, just, it's all good. You know, oh, I didn't know you didn't, whatever the thing is. But yeah, be as prepared as you can. And I think sometimes the aspect of even if there's there's two sides of preparation possibly, Ray. I know some of my interviews, I don't do in-depth, but I guess I'm comfortable enough that I like serendipity. And also my questions yeah. are a bit different. So, you know, but Barbara Alder's interview style may be a bit different than Ramon interviewing a tech exec oh, about yes. their CRM platform. But I think preparation, whether it's your equipment, or whether it's whatever it may be, be prepared. Absolutely, absolutely. So Ramon, as we round up and and close up this fabulous interview with you, what is Ramon's wildest dream? Because I love helping people believe in their wildest dreams and help them you know, verbalize it because it can't come true if you don't start talking about it first. So what's your wildest dream? Aria, I don't know if you can handle it, Aria. I don't know if you okay. can handle it. But I'll tell you, since you asked, it's two things. They kind of overlap, but it's two things. Anybody who's listening can help me with this. Well, the one is easy. I just have to get, I just have to do it and schedule it. Second one, don't know about that. Okay, let's go. So if I had to think of my actual wildest dream, like the, the one thing I'd love to do, I would love to have a day with the United States Secret Service Presidential Protection Counter Assault Team. Wow. Hang out with those men and women and have a day, half a day, two seconds of just hard to hard whatever they can say that's unclassified you know, because I, I used to work at the United Nations, by the way. So I've oh. been around them. I've been around them, you know, in proximity, but I would love a day just to go shoot with them, rumble with them, you know, some scenarios. If this happens to the president, here's what we do. Just some really cool stuff. So that's one. It's cool. Second of all would be probably in this, you know, people have done this, but probably two or three days, no shower, nature hike, a knife with a trained guide. And, you know, weapon if needed a stick or whatever meaning go, go nature go uh go out in the nature for five days is too long Aria. but like two days two nights yeah, just to go out survivor <laughs> i don't want to be on survivor no but i'll be yeah, but like like survivor but with a trained guide maybe one mm-hmm. or two friends you know like in laura ingles it looks so good when they have the soup that comes out of the bag that they pour with no salt no preservatives their hands are dirty it's grimy they eat it and it looks so good that's what i want you know, Ramon, okay, love to, to each his own. 
Yeah, you don't want that array. You don't want to just no, be I want to feed a grizzly bear a cupcake like Betty White did. Yeah. I want to hug grizzly bears and, and swim with whales. And all. See, we all have our own wildest dreams. Yes. You know yes. what, though? Yours is so tangible because as you start speaking about it, it will happen. You'll end up talking to somebody who says, you know, I know a guy yes. who works here. And then and because of your background, too, Ramon, it's not unfathomable no. because you probably have the security clearance that could make that happen. You have some expertise by working for the United Nations that makes that a wildest dream, but within reach. So absolutely. And wanting to go into nature and do that, that is absolutely doable. Yeah. Putting it on your bucket list and then make putting a date on it, making it a plan of action, not just a dream. So it can go from being a dream and a wish to being a goal when you decide, okay, I'm going to make this happen. Here's what I want it to happen by. And now I'm going to start asking around, asking my, my, my uh, connections, who do you know? Because now it starts becoming an action. So you know better than anybody, you're going to make the, both of those happen. And same when I think about my Emmy Award, it's like I didn't just, you know, was born one day, say, hey, I think I like to win the top award in my industry. I was born and raised in the industry of mm. acting. It was part of my wheelhouse. So it was just, even though I didn't win it until I was 48 and didn't have a vocal coordinator, and it was for my own show, it wasn't for being an actress sure. doing a role. It all came about because it was in my wheelhouse, and I just kept going. And so my wildest dream was actually, you know, not so wild because it was part of my life. And I want everybody to open up their own mind. What is in your wheelhouse that you might think, oh, that would never happen. But it could happen because it's part of your fiber, part of who you're meant to be. Why not go for the Pulitzer Prize if that's in your wheelhouse? Why not go for those big things that it's not too late to go for? Trying. So I'm now going to be that little voice in your ear saying, so Ramon, when's that scheduled? Ramon, how are you doing on that goal? Because I want to be your biggest cheerleader. Say, it. it can happen. It absolutely yeah. can. And it I should. believe it can. All right. Well, on a smaller scale, what's your goal as we close up for 2023? What is in store for Ramon and what are you doing for others that we can tap into? I'm going to put up this one more time, this bwcdaily.com. Yes. I know you're part of this wonderful newsletter. You got to go to Breakfast with Champions on Clubhouse. We're all there. They can tap into all of us and the Glenn Lundy's and some amazing, amazing uh, mentors and strategists and people that scale like you do. You, you build business, you scale them, you sell them. All the things. It's such a great community. Gosh, almost 200,000 strong now. It's right. Absolutely. And it's global. It's worldwide. So for Ramon, for you, what what would be the best outcome for 2023 now moving forward? Actually, Ray, you took the words right out of my mouth in a way. My, my goal is not about Ramon more consulting, other business I've done, but I am all in on BWC Brexit Champions mm -hmm. Arena. So as as leading that business, as 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 now owning it, uh, in fact, is that my goal is to uplift our hosts, which you are one of as well, and our host and build our whole media company. That is my singular goal. I've already started it. BWC Daily is a start, but there's so much more we can do to be the BuzzFeed, uh, Cheddar, think, you know, a uh, business insider of yeah. personal development. That's what I want to do. That's it. That's it. That's a huge goal. And you're already well on your way with the community of Breakfast of Champions. If y'all are listening or watching this show, whichever way you're 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 absorbing the show, is go to Clubhouse, go to Breakfast of Champions. It is daily, every day, starting at 5 a.m. Eastern Time, all the way to 1253 p.m. Eastern Time with a slew of professional strategists 
big people. We're talking, you know, the Marcus Blacks, the the um, who are some of the big dogs? Uh? Marcus Black, Brent, uh, uh, um, Brian Benstock, Justin Conoco, Araya McGray, McGarry, so many others, Glenn Lundy, Ramon Ray, yes. people that have really done some things, and we share for free yes. our knowledge and our expertise every single day. So come on into the community. It's absolutely wonderful. You never know who you're going to meet, who you're going to hear from, who you're going to collab with. And we always say, take it to the next level. DM them on Instagram. Really reach out to them educatedly wise as far as I loved your segment, I love what you said. And most of us will have a link at the top that say, here's your next step. Here's a free consultation. Here's a free masterclass because we want to give back leading them into our community. Ramon, you're absolutely amazing. I loved having you on the show. This is going to be such a great segment. I hope everybody taps into you. You got bwcdaily.com, but let me put up your website one more time where they can see all of your positivity and all of your zone of genius on ramonray.com. Tap into them. You will not be sorry. You will smile bigger, laugh harder, and be more positive today for knowing my friend, Ramon Ray. Thank you so much for being here, Ramon. Thank you, Rhea. Have a great day. See you next time on Get Celebritized, where you get inspired to earn more so you can live more, laugh and be more positive and give back more because there's people out there that need you to be successful so you can help them as well. So bye for now. This is Araya. See you next time on Get Celebritized. Thanks for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. We hope this episode inspires you to earn more, live more and give back more. To learn more about Araya, visit her website, arayamagari.com, and make sure to follow her at Araya McGarry Productions on Instagram, and join her on Clubhouse at Celebritize Your Business. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry.